Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 35 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Section 2. The Description of Uprightness. Christian uprightness, for of that I speak, is a saving grace of the Holy Ghost, wrought in the heart of a man, rightly informed in the knowledge of God in Christ, whereby his soul stands so entirely and sincerely right towards God, that in the true disposition, bent, and firm determination of his will, he would, in every faculty and power of soul and body, approve himself to be such an one as God would have him to be, and would do whatsoever God would have him to do, and all as God would have him, and that for and unto God and his glory. The author of this uprightness is God's sanctifying spirit. The common nature of it, wherein it agrees with other graces, is it is a saving grace. It is peculiar to them that shall be saved, for only they are endued with it. But it is common to all and everyone who is effectually called. The proper seat of this grace is the will. The fountain in man, from whence, through the special grace of the Holy Ghost, it springs, is sound knowledge of God and of his will concerning those things which the will should choose and refuse, and from faith in Christ Jesus, through whom every believer does of his fullness, receive this grace to be upright. Hereby, Christian uprightness differs from that uprightness which may be in a mere natural, superstitious, and misbelieving man, for even such may be unfeigned in their actions, in their kind, both in actions civil and superstitious, doing that which they do in their ignorance and blindness, without dissimulation, either with God or man. This Paul did before his conversion. He did as he thought he ought to do, Acts 26, 9. The form and proper nature of uprightness is the good inclination, disposition, and firm intention of the will to a full conformity with God's will, and that not in some faculties and powers of man or in some of his actions, but the Christian would be universally sincere in all his parts and in all things. He would be and do as God would have him to be and do, making God's will revealed in his word and works, to be his will, and God's glory to be his end. 
This holy uprightness expresses itself in these three things. First, it shows itself in a well-grounded and unfeigned purpose and resolution to cleave to the Lord and to make God's will to be his will. Acts 11, 23, Psalm 119, 57, 106. This is an act of the will, guided and concluded from sound judgment. The second act is an unfeigned desire and longing of the heart to attain this good purpose and resolution, willing or desiring in all things to live honestly. Hebrews 8, 18. And to live worthy of the Lord in all well-pleasing, longing with David after God's precepts. Psalm 119, 40. This is an act of the affection of desire, emotion of the will, drawing and exciting a man forward, giving him no rest until he have obtained, at least in some good measure, his said purpose. Thirdly, uprightness shows itself in a true endeavor and exercise according to the strength and measure of grace received to be and to do according to the former resolutions and desires. Such was the apostles' endeavor to have always a conscience void of offense towards God and towards men, Acts twenty four sixteen. This endeavor is an act of the whole man, all and every active power of soul and body, as there shall be use of them, are employed in unfeigned endeavor. Now concerning endeavor, no, there are who think they endeavor sufficiently when they do not. Others that they do not when yet they do. The first, if they, to the sluggard's longing and wishing, do join an outward conformity to the means of grace as to hearing the word, praying now and then, and receiving the sacraments. And if they do some things, which may be done with little labor and difficulty, and if to these they add some slight essays to abstain from sin and to do well, think they endeavor much, whereas if they do no more, all is to little purpose. Four, to endeavor is to exercise the head with study how, Acts twenty four sixteen, and the heart with will and desire, and the hand and tongue, and the whole outward man, to do their utmost, putting to their whole strength, their whole skill, and their whole will to subdue sin and to be strengthened in grace, and built up more and more in knowledge, faith, and holiness, removing or breaking through every hindrance, shunning all occasions of evil, or whatsoever may strengthen sin, and seeking after and embracing all opportunities and means 
to be strengthened in the inward man. Philippians 3, 11, 14. If one means will not be sufficient, if there be others to be used, they will find out and use them also. If they cannot attain their good purposes at once, they will try again and again. They who endeavor indeed not only seek to obtain their ends, but they strive in seeking as hard students, as good warriors and wrestlers, and as those who run in a race do, so that they may obtain that which they study, fight, wrestle, and run for. 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27 It is not a bare wishing or wooding for a fit or a cold and common seeking, but an earnest striving to enter in at the straight gate, Luke 8, 24 that gives admittance into the way of holiness and into the kingdom of heaven. It is a studying and exercising a man's self as in a matter of life and death, and as a wise man would do for a kingdom where there is possibility and hope of obtaining it. Others who indeed endeavor to keep a good conscience toward God and man, yet, because they cannot bring into act always that which they labor for, or because they see oversights, neglects, or some weakness in their endeavors, think that they endeavor to no purpose. Whereas, if they do what they can, according to the strength of grace received or according to the condition or state wherein they are, which is sometimes better, sometimes worse, if they see their failings in their endeavors and bewail them and do ask pardon, resolving by God's grace to strive to do better, this is true endeavor. This is that which God, for Christ's sake, does accept of. Mark 14.8 For since endeavor is a part of our holiness, you must not think that it will be perfect in this life. If it be true, you must thank God, for he will accept of that. A man's endeavor may be as true and as much when yet He cannot perform what he endeavors to do, as it is at other times when the endeavor he has also ability to perform. As you may see in natural endeavors, the same man being well in health, if he fall and break not his arms or legs, endeavors to get up and readily does it. But if he be weak or if falling, he breaks his arms and legs, He also has a will and desire to rise and strives earnestly to help himself, but cannot do it effectually. And in that case, he is fain to lie until he sees help coming. Then he will call and entreat help. And when one gives him the hand, though he cannot rise of himself, yet he will lift up himself as well as he can 
Does not this man, in his latter condition, as truly endeavor as he did in his former? So it is with a spiritual man in his spiritual endeavors. If he essay to do what he can and call to God for his help, and when he has it, is glad and willing to improve it, this is the true endeavor which, concurring with the two former acts, purpose and desire, gives proof of uprightness. There is twofold uprightness, the one of the heart and person, the other of the action. I have described the uprightness of the person. And then an action is upright when a man does not dissemble, but means, as he saith, intending as much as is pretended, whether it be in actions toward God or man. The first is when the heart of man agrees with and in the intention thereof is according to the will of God. The second is when the outward act agrees with it and is according to the heart of him that does it. This concludes episode 35 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.